now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. Doing what we do. I mean, this is mm-hmm. about the only thing we do. This is, well, it's, it's about all we have time it's for. About all have to, oh, we're busy. <laughs> yeah. We're a couple of really busy guys. Yeah, you might say that. You could say that. Yeah, I just did, actually. You just did, no, actually. you did, but uh, anyway. We're just driving up and down the roads of America, picking up music, putting it on the radio. It's everywhere. That's right. And it's just really there for the taking. You just pick it up. And we take it. We take and it. And we use it for a little bit, and then we pass it on. Pass it on. Yeah. And people it, get to listen to it. It's and good. appreciate it, and boom. You know, people ask us, they say, Derriers. Exactly what is Americana music? That's a fair question. To which we have a decent answer. Decent, yeah. yeah. We have an opinion. It's more of an opinion. It's an opinion kind yeah. of a definition yeah. sort of uh, thing. You know, but we believe that it's music with distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots. And that that's, you know, a pretty broad oh, definition. Oh, there's all kind of music uh, oh, under that can, umbrella. You could sweep everything into that Well, pile sure. Right I there. mean, for instance, it could be grunge. It could be rock and roll. It could be honky-tonk. It could be bubblegum. Uh, it could be ska. Yeah, it could be. We need to do some ska. It could be. It could be swing. It definitely could be swing. You know, it could be heavy metal, cocktail, Creole, Cajun, um, opera, and there you go. And you know what else it could be? It could be boogaloo. We love boogaloo. It could be and should be boogaloo. It should be uh, even yeah. more often than it is. Everybody uh, should have some boogaloo in their lives. I'm just saying. That's true. The format of the show is uh, we each of us show up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes that we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. That's the only rule. And uh, we take turns starting the show. And I, I started last time because, and this is an even numbered show. It is. Number 118. It is. As it turns out. And that means that you get to start. That's true. Okay. And I think it's time for um, some more big band music. I'm, I'm good with that. And uh, I, actually, this is going to be kind of a follow-up um, to somebody I already featured. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that. Uh, it's it's a, a guy by the name of Horace Height. Yes. H-E-I-D-T, right? I mm-hmm. talked to him about him before because we featured the accordionist uh, Dick Canito. Oh, Candido. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, he played with uh, Horace Height uh, for some time. Uh, Horace was born in 1901, uh, passed away in 1986. Uh, but he, uh, he was in uh, uh, college football, and he... Uh, had a, a, a broken back during a practice session. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so he got into music. <laughs> he was recovered well, from that, and some of his friends wanted to start a band. So they started a band called the Californians. So, uh, But from 1932 to 1953, he was one of the more popular radio band l- leaders, heard on both NBC and CBS in a variety of different formats over the years. All right. You know, a lot of guys just kind of found a place and stayed there, but he bounced around. Um, he did, um, it, he, he was doing, had a band called Horace Heights 
Alamite Brigadiers. So Alamite? Alamite. Okay. Alamite Brigadiers. I don't know what that means. I don't but either. I've anyway, checked that out. Maybe it's a town or something. But, Could uh, be. but it was during this time, uh, and that was from um, uh, 1937 to 39, it was this time that the band featured guitarist Alvino Ray. Okay. Oh, well, you featured yes. on the show, yes, right? I remember this, yeah. And also the King Sisters. Uh huh. Okay. We're going to check out the King Sisters before it's all over. Uh, but uh, but anyway, um, the band's recordings were really successful. Uh, Gone with the Wind went to number one in 1937. Uh, Ten Pie Ten, number one in 38. And in 1939, Man with a Mandolin ranked number two on the chart. They really were knocking it out of the park. So um, in December 1947, he came out of his retirement and founded a talent show. So uh, this is kind of fun. It was sponsored by Philip Morris Cigarettes. And lasted for several years, and it was called the Original Youth Opportunity Program. It was the first televised traveling talent show in America. Wow. And the first winner of the show was the famous accordion player, Dick Contino. Okay, okay. Remember how we talked about he went all across the country? And he worked. He, he was a champion every place he went. Right. So, coast to coast. Uh, so he was the first one. Uh, other discoveries of note were uh, Johnny Carson, Florence Henderson, Al Hurt, uh, Richard Keith, um, Connelly Graves, Dick Kerr, and Doodles Weaver. Right? Oh, you know, pe- yeah, man. People that uh, came up to that. Yeah, you know, It's interesting when you put it back in time uh-huh. you know, yep. when they were nobody. Should have seen that coming, but we didn't. We didn't, we yeah. Didn't. But uh, he developed an early apartment complex in the San Fernando Valley community of Sherman Oaks in Los Angeles so that his band members would have a place to live when they were in town at for gigs. Oh, I love that. And many of the band members eventually retired there together. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool. So it was called uh, Horace Heights Magnolia Estates. Oh, that's perfect. So uh, he, he had the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and a second star for his contribution to television. Uh, so it, it really great. So I, I'm going to feature is that number one hit he had. It's from an album I found called All the Hits, Horace Height and His Musical Nights Doing Gone with the Wind. Gone is the rat. 
after the thrill my heart's gone with the wind The gladness that filled my heart just like a flame Love burned brightly then became an empty smoke dream that has gone, gone with the Just sudden like stop. Sudden stop. Hey, you know, I should have said, uh, uh, remember, um, Alvino Ray was the guy that did that talking steel. Yeah, right. So you could hear that in the beginning of this, that wind sound. Yeah, I should exactly. have that. Yeah. Exactly. What are, they, these things keep looping around, don't they? They do. They, these guys are all hanging out together. Okay, Leo, well, it's your turn. I, um, I, I was playing in a bluegrass band with some friends of mine. You know, we every fall we'd go out to that uh, cider mill. And we had kind oh, right. of a residency there for a few weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Carl uh, was singing the song he taught me uh, and the rest of the band. It was called Philadelphia Lawyer, all right? It's fun. And we played it as a 4-4 kind of a, you know, rhythm thing. And uh, I remember that song, and I kind of accidentally ran across it uh, in conjunction with another band I kind of wanted to talk about. And that band is the Maddox Brothers and Rose. Now, the, that's a, the song was written uh, by Woody Guthrie. Right. Okay. And uh, these guys, the Maddox brothers and their sister Rose, uh, came to be known as the most colorful hillbilly band from the 1930s all the way through the 1950s. Wow. But the interesting, uh, there's kind of an interesting backstory that the fa- these guys were dirt poor. I mean, they were they had nothing, and they hailed from uh, Boaz, Alabama. Uh, but as kids and as a family, they rode the rails and hitchhiked to California in 1933. Uh, when the band members, when the kids were just kids, right? Wow! And uh, but what had happened is that their whole uh, their whole uh, sharecropping thing had just, just failed them, and they ended up out out west. But um, it was kind of funny because they along the way they kind of developed a uh, family band sort of thing, right? I mean, they could play and all, but they did this back breaking work working in the fields. I mean, literally, they would work from sun up to sundown, and basically just lay down to sleep where they were. And when it got light, they start all over again. Wow! So one day they were working fields, and here's the, here's the man and the wife, right? And these kids, and they just hunched over, and all of a sudden the wife looks back at her husband. He's just standing there, looking up in the sky, and she says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "I'm thinking." And she goes, "Hey, everybody, stop work for a minute." <laughs> Dad's thinking. <laughs> what are you? She says, "What are you thinking about?" He says, "I'm thinking that we should be playing music instead of going up and down the rows of crops like this." Wow! And so that put a seed. He said they could do it. Why not just do it for money, right? So uh, it was. It's pretty funny because they they ended up 
going out and singing a little. They started doing these little barn dances and stuff, and one thing led to another. But um, there's one thing. There was no definition about what their music was, right? They didn't have, like, you know, rock and roll and all this other stuff. They just called it, you know, hillbilly. Right. And I, I found an interview uh, from Sister uh, the Rose, right, okay. when she's talking about this. So I want to play a little bit of what she had to say about what the music was. Oh, cool. We never thought nothing about it. We thought we was just doing playing old country music, you know, except that it did have an upbeat to it and uh, would reach out and grab the people. We, we mixed a medley of country, western, gospel, whatever it took to entertain the people. I thought all the time that I was just singing my country music and come to find out I was a rockabilly star and didn't know it. <laughs> I just I just love that. Yeah, man. that's good. So so they, they became, I mean, they were so well established and they kept at it for like three decades. You know, they were the band out there. And uh, one of the brothers, Fred, who played the bass, he pretty much developed that slap bass style. Interesting. That was real popular in rockabilly music, right? Sure, yeah. And eventually, um, the, his bass has, has become uh, displayed at the Experience Music Project in Seattle. Oh, I've been there. Have you been there? Yeah. I haven't been there yet, but I've heard huh. about it. It's supposed to be it's pretty cool. super cool. And uh, what they said was that they wanted his bass because they believe he might have hit the first note of rock and roll on it. Wow. So there you go. Quite a legacy, That's right? That's great. So I told you the name of the song, or maybe I didn't. It's called Philadelphia a Lawyer. Right. And play bluegrass. It's all done in 4 4, right? Right. Well, this, they did it as a waltz. The song was written by Woody Guthrie. And it's a story song that Rose just loved to sing. It's called Philadelphia Lawyer. It was recorded in 1959. Way out in Reno, Nevada. Notches were carved in his gun. All the boys around Reno left Wild Bill's maiden alone. One night when he was returning. Shadow he saw on the shade. Twas the great Philadelphia lawyer making love to Bill's Hollywood maid. The 
night was as still as the desert The moon hanging high overhead Bill listened a while to the lawyer He could hear every word that he said Your hands are so pretty and lovely Your form so rare and divine Come go with me to the city And leave this wild cowboy behind Tonight back in old Pennsylvania Among those beautiful pines There's one less Philadelphia <laughs> that's that's and, great, and that's obviously you know produced studio album. Sure, so the early versions I found of that though, I mean they're they're right down and dirty, man. Oh, I bet they're just going after yeah. it. It's and they're they're hooting and hollering all the way through the song. Yeah, it's a great deal of fun to listen to it. That's great. But there you go, Rog. It's back to you. Okay. Uh, well, you know our uh, our buddy Jason sent me down a, a little rabbit hole with the Ravens. Yeah, remember uh-huh. that Old Man River, that great rendition. That's right, the old man, uh, low low bass voice there. So that led me uh, to a group called the Four Vagabonds, hmm. and uh, they were um, uh, American male vocal group. Uh, uh, they were active for twenty years, nineteen thirty three to nineteen. 19- 53, they say they formed a bridge between vocal quartet jive of the 30s and the rhythm and blues vocal groups groups that thrived after World War II. Okay. So they're kind of a crossover group, I okay. guess you mm-hmm. could say. So um, they appeared on college radio and then the NBC radio. They did a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, they made network uh, appearances on the Chesterfield Supper Club, the Nat King Cole Show. Uh, but in uh, 19... Uh, let's see, 1949, April 1, during the pioneering early days of television, the local variety show Happy Pappy. (laughs) Happy Pappy? Is that a great name? Yeah, I hadn't heard of that one. It premiered on the local Chicago station, WENR-TV, and it was hosted by Ray Grant and featured the four vagabonds, (laughs) as well as the modern modes and other groups. It was the first all African-American television show. Okay. It's fairly short-lived, but uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, So I found this uh, album. It's the Complete Recorded Works, Volume 2, from 1942 to 43, The Four Vagabonds doing Show Nuff. Show Nuff. How did you say that you love me? Show Nuff. Can you love me true? Remember all those nights we spent beneath that yellow moon And how we both agreed that they ended all too soon Show sure enough, there's the parson, he's a-waitin' Show sure enough, we'll build a home for two So come on, say that you'll be mine and make my dreams come true Show sure enough, I'm in love with you Thank you. 
sure enough. Did you tell me that you love me? Sure enough. Can your love be true? Remember all those nights we spent beneath that yellow moon And how we both agreed that they ended all too soon Sure enough, there's the possum, he's a-waitin' Sure enough, we'll build a home for two So come on, say that you'll be mine and make my dreams come true Sure enough, I'm in love with you I hear some Mills Brothers going on there. Oh, they were heavily influenced by them. So, hey, was that uh, a coincidence? I, you know, I, don't, I don't. Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times. Hey, look at the time. Oh, yeah, we're Speaking out of here. Of the sign we? of the Times. It's, uh, we got to get out of here. And uh, tomorrow's moving day, of course. It's, yes, it is. And uh, we need to go out and police the area, pick up the trash. Uh-huh. And we have to check that left, left rear inside, inside duel. And, you know, it's an even-numbered show. That's so right. My turn. It's on you. Yeah, it is. You want to borrow my outfit? Nope. Okay. Nope. You need to clean that thing once it in a while. It doesn't look as good on you anyway. <laughs> That's true. It takes I'll a certain, take my chances. I, I'll bet you will. Yeah. If, if, if I'm going to go, I want to go. I don't want to just be wounded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go do that, and then we'll be back. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. Yeah, we're, we're back. We're I, back. I see you made it. Uh, yes, I did. Any adventures? Uh, no, everything was fine. Uh, yeah. That tire was only uh, two pounds down. Just two time. pounds? Yeah. I'm telling you, that thing is healing up. Uh, maybe. It might be. Well, that'd be, ama- that'd be scary. <laughs> kind of would, wouldn't yeah, it? I, okay. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't go there. No. Okay. I, probably not. Fine. Uh, well, we are broadcasting this week from the Shady Grove RV Park right here in Pelham, North Carolina. Pelham, North Carolina. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the Shady Grove is just... About one of the biggest things going on here. That's kind of where we go. It's pretty yeah, quiet. That's how we roll. Well, we're right on the state line here, uh, and it's an unincorporated community, okay? Okay. I mean, extreme northwestern Caswell County, North Carolina. And uh, it's right on, like I say, it's right on the Virginia uh, state line there, right on the border. Okay. And it's often considered just a suburb of nearby Danville, uh, Virginia. Okay. Uh, and it's um, it's kind of, it's located on the highway, you know, and it's a spot on the map, and it's got a zip code. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like so many of them. So many of them. Yes. This place was named after a Confederate colonel, a guy named John Pelham, and he was known as the Gallant Pelham. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why. That's a reach. That's a reach. I mean, hey, I'm pretty gallant. Well, I'm too. gallant. Uh, oh, brother. Wow. But uh, anyway, it's it's a nice enough town. Sure. It, it really is. But boy, mm-hmm. you talk about pretty quiet. Yeah, it's pretty but quiet. They, there's a bar. Well, yes. And that that's the one thing that has to have it. Yeah. It has to have a zip code in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> we're, you know, we're pretty easy to please. <laughs> and then we're good to go. Yeah, we're good to go. Oh, boy. Well, people ask us, they say, Dairy Airs, what's the deal with you guys anyway? You know, you travel around this great country of ours in that old RV, and why? Well, just, I don't, 
You know, I don't I, know. I, I don't know how we got started doing but, but it. But here we are. It's it's kind just, of maybe it was on a bet. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, did we lose it or win it? A, that's a question. That's a, boy, we have to figure out how to answer uh, that. I guess so. Well, unlike our compadres here on Truckers Radio USA, uh, who have these things called ranches, ranches yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, we don't. Uh, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch. In and the, where is that, Roger? It's in the... Dos Cabezas Mountains, of yes. course. And uh, Alan Bailey has the Swingin' Gate Ranch out there in western Kansas. Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And, of mm-hmm. course, our buddy Orrin Friesen has a Rockin' Banjo Ranch. And we used to whine. We, we did whine we about would, the fact that— We could that, say bemoan. We, we could say that, yeah. yeah. We could say that. And, you know, the fact that we didn't have a ranch, right. to, to our pal Suzanne said, look, you guys, okay, I'm, I'm going to help you out of this. I'll help you out a little bit. You could. You have got the biggest ranch of all. You got the entire continental United States. That's right. You could say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. And she was so right. Yeah, she was. She and really we was. and we ride that range in our RV called. She gets us there every time. She does, man. She's a good little RV. Yep. Just a just a little shot of air in that uh, left rear inside dual. uh, Top off the oil and put some gas in the tank, and and away we go. Sell the pop bottles, and there we go. That's right. Well, Leo, I believe that uh, you are up. You know, um, you remember uh, a while back? I see I featured a guy, uh, J.D. Souther. Yeah. All right. And he did that uh, that really great rendition of that song called uh, "You're Only Lonely." Yeah. It was beautiful stuff. Oh, yeah. That was a great tune. Well, here's the thing. There's this gal. Uh, her name was, uh, was Judith Lynn Sill. Okay. And I really, I didn't know much about her. It's one of these people you start looking into their history and you go, how did I not know more about this person, you know? Uh, she, was a, she was an American singer and songwriter. Um, and she was the first artist signed to uh, David Geffen's Asylum label. And that, that label, I mean, a lot of folk singers, you know, performed on that. Joni Mitchell had a, a, a couple of years with Asylum and some other people. Uh, but she, she, okay, let's see, how does she say this? Uh, J.D. Souther um, w- was very much uh, enamored of her, right? And he really recognized her talent. But she was just kind of a star-crossed person. I mean, just life just was not good to her. You wow. know? She had a lot of chances to do excuse me, some different kinds of things. And it seems like life just kept getting in the way. But it, it, either during high school or after graduation, depending on who you're talking to, right? Uh, she and a man she had met committed a series of armed robberies of businesses such as liquor stores and gas stations. Wow. They needed the money. She had a serious drug habit. And the whole thing landed them in jail. And she spent nine months in a reform school, basically, where she served as a church organist. <laughs> she's that going, was her penance? And that was pretty much her penance. She's, <laughs> she says, I learned, I learned a lot of good music. <laughs> and and, wow. And, and along the way, once she got out, she encountered, encountered Graham Nash. Oh, yeah. And David Crosby, okay. right? She got, and she toured with them for a time as their opening act. And um, she had a song that she'd written called Lady O. She sold that to the Turtles. Okay. And they had a hit with it. Uh, she was featured on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine in October of 1971. And she continued to write songs. And in 1974, she began to record new material for a planned album. Uh, she was recording at Mike Nesmith's studio. Yeah. Okay. 
And it never got finished. She actually she died of an accidental drug overdose. Oh, bummer. Before she could get that thing done. But to back up just a little bit, go to J.D. Souther. Uh, he said her her romance with him is what inspired uh, this song that I'm going to play. And a lot of people recorded this song, Roger. It's wow. kind of amazing. But it's a really cool tune, and the way she does it is really beautiful. The name of the song is called uh, Jesus Was a Crossmaker. And uh, this is her version that she recorded in 1971. Sweet silver angels over the sea Please come down fly and low for me One time I trusted a stranger Cause I heard his sweet song And it was gently enticing me Though there was something wrong But when I turned He was gone Professional name was Judy Sills. Yeah. And that song, Roger, was recorded among, besides J.D. Souther, 
just a list of a few uh, other people. Uh, it was recorded by uh, Cass Elliott. Oh, wow. For instance, she did a beautiful uh, job of the thing. Uh, but anyway, she was inspired. She inspired a lot of people with that song. And uh, there you go. Cool. Okay, it's back to you. Okay, uh, so I'm going to do a little follow-up on um, a story I started in a, a, a episode, a couple, three episodes ago. Remember when I talked about uh, Chris Ducey and Chris Lucy yeah, uh-huh. and Bobby Jameson? That was an involved story. That was a whole mix-up, right? It was a whole mix-up. And so then I followed up um, with a song by a group called Prairie Madness, um, which is, it was a guitar-piano duo that was Chris Ducey and Ed Mills. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did that. It was kind of cool. It, it sounded very... It was um, the uh, Proco Harem... Um, Organist is the guy that produced it. Right? Gotcha. Okay. Uh-huh. So he also, Chris Ducey, uh, also had a, a duo with another guy by the name of Craig Smith. All right. All right. Now they had um, they they had a song that they released, and, and I could play that, but I'm not going to. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's called "I Can't Go On." It was under Chris and Craig, um, but uh, but I'm going to move right to their next. Uh, band which was called the Penny Arcade mm-hmm. with a K in it, A R K A D E. Okay, so they never released any records during their uh, their brief existence, and their history has been muddied by the release of much of their material on rare albums credited to one of the band's singer songwriters using a pseudonym, no less. <laughs> oh, and that would be Craig Smith. Okay. Okay. Um, and and he, <laughs> he recorded, uh, he uh, let an album uh, out called, I can't even pronounce it, Matai, Matai Rea Kali. Yeah, right. Um, and and the, al- oh, no, the album was also uh, actually called um, Apache Inca, and he, Craig Smith went by Matai Rea Kali. Remember, he's the guy, uh, I'm going to get some of this, he, he made some royalties with songs uh, that Andy Williams and Glenn Campbell uh, uh, wrote. Andy Williams was Holly and Glenn Campbell, Country Girl. So he made some money and he traveled worldwide, and I think he got into some stuff. Uh-huh. So he came back and he released this album. Well, the album consisted of the Penny Arcade material that was never released, that he ripped off and released it as his own. <laughs> oh, that's right. And didn't, that's right. And didn't uh, uh, credit Chris Ducey, and then some unplayable stuff. So I'm not going to play any of that either. <laughs> So anyway, but here's a neat tie-in. So you just talked to the the, one, the gal we just listened to. Yeah, yeah, Judy. That she, um, uh, uh, Michael Nesmith, yes. recorded her. Right. Well, he also recorded these guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it's just an interesting tie-in. I was hoping to do them uh, anyway. So, uh, but they they kind of had a, a sound. Was They sound kind of like Buffalo Springfield. And they said, uh, and also kind of a tougher monkeys. <laughs> so, <laughs> tough I don't monkeys. know what chimpanzees. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but um, but anyway, uh, it, it's fun stuff. It's very seventies feeling, and and, uh, and and I like it quite a bit. Uh, I picked one. Uh, the album is called Not the Freeze. Uh, it was never released actually until just recently, and the uh, the song is called Voodoo Spell. Silence, my only company. 
have stopped beating. Oh, it's so quiet. That's what I don't like about it. It's too quiet. Who the hell were those guys? <laughs> That's what you get. That's fun in the studio right there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. All right. Okay, Leo. Well, I got that on my system. <laughs> Good. Where do we go from here? You know, when we, we were down at uh, Real Grit, you know, we try to get down there every time we can. We're coming mm-hmm. through town or whatever. And we were recently in there. And our friend, uh, Missouri John Greiner, yeah, was in there, and he played a song that I had never heard before, and sure enough, the next day, somebody was commenting on it and tracked the song down. And again, this is one of these things where I, you never know where you're going to find music. Oh, yeah. You know, just all over the place. Uh, but it's this guy, um, let's see, his name, well, first of all, let's give a little background on him, and I'll tell you who he is. Uh, the guy, well, I'll start over. The guy's name was Ted Lucas. Okay. All right. Now, he he tried and tried and tried to get something going, and he did a few things, you know, and uh, he got, you know, some recognition, and he started several bands over the years. But um, he, the, uh, he was in a band for a while called the Spike Drivers, and they traveled to New York City in 1966 and recorded four sides for um, uh, reprise records, right? And the band, they didn't really take off hot anywhere. And along with the uh, one of the bandmates, a guy named Dick Keelan, um, he and Lucas left the band in 1967 and formed another band called the Misty Wizards. Okay. And they incorporated some psychedelic rock elements, you know, into the music. And the Mystic Wizards recorded two sides for reprise records, which were released in the fall of 1967. All right. Okay. Now... Uh, shortly after the release of the, they released a 45 rpm record off of that thing and it's it was called it's uh it's love on one side and blue sunday on the other uh this guy ted lucas moved to los angeles and formed a new group ted lucas and the horny toads <laughs> you know name wise i don't know he's, he's just right down yeah. there you know and during this time in california he meets ravi shankar shankar who taught him on sitar Oh, wow. So he started to develop some expertise on this very, you know, kind of exotic inlet. In 1968, he returned to Detroit, where he was from. He started a family with his wife, and he found work as a session musician at Motown Records. 
and he played on the sitar. And he worked extensively with people like Norman Whitfield and appearing on records by Stevie Wonder and the Supremes. And his sitar work on the Psychedelic Shack, that's where it's yeah. at, right? Well, that helped the Temptations to develop a, more, a much more psychedelic sound. You know, uh, that's really smart, you know, to learn the sitar because, you know. You're the only you're, guy. You're kind of the only guy. <laughs> you be the only you guy. Know, I mean, now I don't you know how many people are going to use it, but you get the gig. That's it. You, you definitely will get the gig. <laughs> we'll definitely it's get the like gig. It's kind of like us with our hula band in Kansas City. We pretty much get the, <laughs> the, the hula gig. If the hula gig comes to the uh, yep. union office, oh, call those guys. Yeah. They'll get it. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Again, we're talking about Ted Lucas. Okay. So John Greiner did this song last night, and then one of our, with the last time we were in there, right? And, and one of our friends recognized the song and looked it up. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting song. Uh, let's see, I got, got the name of it written down here someplace. It's called, uh, from, uh, it's called Now That I Know. And it's very different, and it's very cool. And I'm just going to play it without any other explanation. So Ted Lucas, Now That I Know. Is uh, prominently featured in this song. You bet. And we've done. Uh, remember, we've done some other auto harp 
Yes, we uh, have. Was, um, I featured a band from the 70s that did that. It's one of those instruments. It's not terribly hard to learn how to play, but it's really hard to master. Yeah, know, to do well. To, to do well with it. Yeah. So, so well, John Grinder did an awesome job of that song. Uh, he did way. a great job on yeah, that song. Really did. Yeah. Well, he's good on everything. He really is. Concerned. Hell of a guy. Yeah. Let's see, where are we, Roger? We're well, let's to get see. out of here. Uh, we, we, yeah, we need to get out of here for a minute. Uh, this is where we uh, need to go make our apologetic beer run. Yeah, and beer is... Neighbor, beer works. Beer. Yeah, know? beer usually works. Especially, like... If it doesn't cost a lot. Of well, I, you know, I keep trying to get a sponsor. I know. I can't get any of the big guys to even call us back. I, you know, I haven't gotten actually anybody to call us back. <laughs> <laughs> We're like but, batting zero. But I haven't given up yet. Okay. Uh, so I've got this one. It's not what, not as well known, but uh, it, it sounds like it's really good, and maybe they'll call us back. Let's see. Finest ingredients aged for flavor. That's Lucky Lager. Flavor that's entertaining, enthusiastic, a very exciting beer. Lucky beer, premium beer, lucky premium beer. And we're backing into it. That's what we do. That's what we do. We back up. We're backing through life. <laughs> backing up through life. Kind of, yeah, ass backwards, sort of. You, well, know. you could say that, that, yeah. Sort of that way, yeah. Well, this is the part of the show where we just get right down and... We just beg. Beg, beg people, uh, you know, uh, go to our websites. Uh, what could it hurt? Come on. Uh, you know, go check out. You know, we, we work real hard at it. And, uh, you know, we put a lot of stuff out there. It's so. true. A lot of it's... Oh, it's wonderful stuff. It's great, yeah. At least we think so. I mean, well, it is. That's uh, right. You know, if you like the show, you would enjoy that. Uh, the uh, website for this show is thederrieres.com. And oh boy. We implore you. Yeah. Do not forget the. the. Uh, it's a tiny word, but if you forget it, you will You'll never, never forget, forget it again. It. I, that's I true. That. That's right. Yeah. So, so uh, and of course, the website for the band well, is. Well, that's our band, Three Trails West, with the number three on the front there. Right. And that's where you can go to buy oh, our new t shirts. Our new t shirts. We've got those there. stickers, cool. CDs. Yeah. We've got everything up on yep. that website. So, yep. it's all it, there. Give it a look. So, uh, you know, if you go to either of the sites, you'll find a lot of content. content yes. And if you watch it, we're pretty sure you will be contented. contented but boy, there's getting to be a lot. There's a lot. So, you could become confused, confused. in which case, you should just. Contact, contact us, and we'll walk you through it. Yeah, there are contact us tabs on both websites, or you can get right to us with our email addresses. Mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, mm-hmm. at thederrieres.com. Right. Uh, hey, you know, the other thing you can do is if you go to thederrieres.com, go to the Americana Roadshow tab, and you can uh, listen to or download and listen to any of our past episodes. That's correct. And uh, Or you can uh, actually go now to Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. Yeah, and yeah. you can uh, just look for Americana Roadshow. Right. Uh, or we're also on Stitcher. And and, and uh, Spotify. And, we're on Spotify. And we're on TuneIn. And, and, oh, we're on Spotify. And, uh, Amazon Music. And also... On Spotify. And, and we're even on iHeartRadio. And that and Spotify. <laughs> Are they paying you? <laughs> Not so much. Okay. Come on, Roger, I'm pitching it. So there's no excuse. As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowheres without, without the, the dairy years. We appreciate it, Mike. You bet. Let's see, where, where are we? I believe, Roger, that we left off. I did the last song in you the did. last set, so I, it's back to you. Okay, well, I'm going to finish up uh, with uh, uh, this rabbit hole I've been in. Uh, you know, I've talked about... Um, 
uh, uh, Alvino Ray, mm-hmm. and, and I talked about the King sisters, right? right? Okay. So they were um, uh, six sisters uh, born and raised in Pleasant Grove, Utah. And they were part of the Driggs family of entertainers. And I tried to look that up. I, they were like a vaudevillian oh, okay. uh, entertainers uh, mm-hmm. early on. Okay. So uh, their first professional job was with the Salt Lake City radio station. And then they moved to California. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Like, We're out of here. So they, um, they, they for, three of the sisters formed a vocal trio along the lines of their idols, the Boswell sisters. Okay. And they traveled to San Francisco to audition for radio station KGO to actually replace the Boswell sisters themselves. Oh, who really? Leading the station. So uh, they did that for a while. One of the sisters retired and... Uh, so they pulled in two other of the sisters. <laughs> they had plenty. Yeah, they, they had a well. <laughs> they had a to, lot man. of sisters. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. So uh, <laughs> in 1935, they accepted a job with band leader Hor- Horace Height. Okay, okay. and his mm-hmm. musical nights, right? Yep. And uh, their relationship kind of deteriorated, and so they finally left the band. And uh, they sang with Artie Shaw's band on the Old Gold program. Wow! And Charlie Barnett and Al Pierce. So and they turned down a request to be the vocal group for the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Oh, they did. Yeah. So, wow! Uh, I bet they learned to regret that. Maybe? Oh, I don't know. But in 1937, Louise, one of the sisters, married guitarist Alvino Ray. There we go. Okay. And um, so Alvino Ray started his own band. That's correct. Right? And so um, then they did did all kinds of other stuff. Uh, We'll get back to that. But uh, uh, they appeared in a number of Hollywood films. And then they ended up, um, uh, three of the sisters joined Gene Autry's Melody Ranch on CBS Radio as the Gene Autry Blue Jeans. No kidding. Yeah, they replaced the pinafores there. So Wow, that's very cool. It's cool stuff. So uh, anyway, um, I'm going to go to an album. It's it's called The King Sisters with Alvino Ray, and we're going to listen to a tune called Ferry Boat Serenade. Boys and girls are dancing 
That's good stuff. All right, Leo, back to you. Okay. Um, I, we've talked about this band. I don't remember if we put them on the show before or not, but I don't care. Because this song's been kind of set in the hopper for a while, and I really want to play it. Awesome. It's a band out of North Carolina. This song was recorded in 1992. And the song is called Hot Buttered Rum. Oh, yeah. And the band is the Red Clay Ramblers. You bet. Man, I love these guys. That was, that was the first album of theirs I bought. I heard a song off of it uh, called Twisted Laurel. Beautiful stuff, right? But anyway, Tommy Thompson was a guy that kind of headed up the of the band, and uh, he passed away from Alzheimer's uh, in 1993. But the band is still going. You know, most of the original members are still in it. Anyway, it's this is a song kind of about wintertime. You know, and, I, and I've always liked it for that reason. And uh, it's called, like I said, it's called Hot Butter Drum from 1992. When chimney smoke hangs still and low. Across the stubble fields of snow And angry skies reach down to seize The sorry blackened bones of trees In the dead of winter When the silent snowbird comes You're my sweet maple sugar honey Hot buttered rum When dreary Christmas decorations line the streets and filling stations and dime store Santa's can't disguise their empty hands and empty eyes in the dead of winter. When the tinsel angels come, you're my sweet maple sugar. Honey, hot buttered rum. Tongue, 
And songs of love are left unsung In the dead of winter If springtime never comes You're my sweet maple sugar honey Hot buttered rum You're my sweet maple sugar honey Hot buttered rum Cool song. Yeah, that's a great tune. I've always loved that's that one. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, good Lord. Look at the time. Hey, Roger. we are out of time. We are. Uh, we need to uh, get going. Tomorrow is movie day. Movie day, day yes. Yes, it is. Um, but uh, we got to figure out where we're going. It's time to uh, throw the dart. Yeah. Who's so is it? Uh, you're going to throw the dart, so I'll get the map. Okay, it's it's back there in the usual place. Okay, yeah. In that closet. Donuts? What are donuts doing? Leave the donuts alone, Roger. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Get up there. Yeah, okay, I think it'll stay. All right, good. Okay, you get the dart. Dart. Hang uh, on, it's over here. Spoo door two. 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 Uh, and, don't uh, get the stunt dart. I get the real dart. Okay, okay, I got it. Got, I got it? it? I got it, yep. I'm okay, here. get over there in the circle. I'm in the circle. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Here we go. One, One two, two, three. Throw the dart, throw the dart. Oh, man, we oh, went up. Wait, way up. And uh, we went right... Uh, right in, up the coast. We're straight up the coast. We're in Maine. Man. Uh, looks like Carmel, Maine. Carmel. Again, and hell, I haven't heard of, but that's, yeah. that's just me. Well, that's just normal. That's just me. Okay. Well, uh, we'll do that. We'll get going tomorrow and uh, all that. Uh, another interesting show. It really is. It took some interesting <laughs> turns. Yes, it did. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do this again next week. Um, uh, this has been the Americana Road Show right here on... Truckers Radio USA. And don't forget to look out behind you. It's the Derriers.